Welcome to another How to Succeed podcast. I'm your host, Mike Montague, and I'm from Playful Humans. And this is the podcast where we help adults rediscover the power of play. This week, we're talking to Feggy Cobri, and she is from Creativity United. Reignited. Reignited. Wrong. (laughs) Creativityreignited.com is the the website. You can ignite it. You can reunite it. You can uh, untie it. But it's Creativity Reignited, where she helps uh, adults through the art of alcohol ink and art parties rediscover the power of their creativity. Here we go. Thank you, Peggy, for uh, being on the podcast here. And full warning, if you couldn't tell by the intro, I am heavily medicated with cold medicine today. So it should be fun, uh, fun times. Uh, but we like to start with the joke of the week. The joke of the week is brought to you by the handyman. I hired a handyman and gave him a list. When I got back home uh, the other day, it turns out he only did one, three, and five on the list. Uh, apparently, he only does odd jobs. <laughs> All right, here's the official joke of the week. Why did the traffic light turn red? I mean, you would too if you had to change in the middle of the street. Ah, okay. There you go. All right, welcome to the show, Peggy. Uh, Tell us a little bit about Creativity Reignited and the work you've been doing there. Okay, so really it fits perfectly in with Playful Humans because I'm trying to get people to reignite their creativity. Um, Everybody... Everybody is born with creativity, um, but not everybody is born artistic. Not everybody is born with that ability to just be able to draw without learning. Anybody who wants to learn how to draw can learn how to draw. It's a lot of hard work though. So you have to really be dedicated, but everybody is born creative. But what happens is at very young ages, um, drawing and creativity becomes synonymous. And people think that if you can't draw, you're not creative. So people start shutting down. Me, I can't draw a straight line, right? If I would get paid for every time somebody has told me that, I'd be a millionaire. But um, so everybody thinks that they're not creative because they can't draw. Now, as we were talking a little bit before the podcast, what happens is um, how this whole thing um, evolves is when a child, I have a background in early childhood education and What happens is we need to let kids go through their developmental stages, right? We need to let a kid um, sit and crawl and then walk. If we try to teach a kid how to crawl when they're not ready for it, nothing will happen. Um, If you try to uh, to teach a kid who's cooing and babbling to speak before they're ready to speak, nothing will happen. They will not... um, they will not speak before they're ready. Um, I actually have a grandson who who never crawled. Um, he mm-hmm. went straight to walking, and the OTs are saying that he needs he's going to need um, some kind of physical therapy or OT because he missed a very important stage. Now, art also has stages. 
Okay. The first stage that art has is kids are learning what materials do. This crayon makes a mark. Hopefully they will learn that it goes only on paper and not on the walls and not on the carpets. And that is some of the reason why lots of parents um, <clears throat> don't want their children to do art when they're very young, because they know that kids take a while to learn exactly where it goes. But what they're doing is they're, they're learning um, about the materials where the materials, how they work. So, and then they need to play with these materials. They need mm -hmm. lots of experimentation because <clears throat> the same way they're cooing and they're babbling, that's what they're making messes is all about. Um, and the kids are going to end up going through these stages if they're allowed to. I mean, when, I remember teaching years ago, I had a kid come into my class. I was teaching five-year-olds and he was from another country. He was from more of a third world country and he hadn't really been in any program. Very, very bright kid. And he ended up painting and he was five and he had like a very high IQ. But he first he was painting like a three-year-old. And then as he painted and he was allowed to, then he started painting like a four-year-old and then a few months later, all of a sudden he started like drawing, you know, the the uh, standard circle with the arms coming out of the heads type of thing, because there are stages and we have to allow our kids to actually play. And then naturally they will their creativity will burst out. But what happens is we squash creativity in many ways. We can squash it by just not allowing it. We can squash it by saying, OK, I am a teacher and uh, Halloween is coming and I want you to make this because I think that this shows what Halloween is. When really a kid at that age should just be coloring with orange and black and just letting their creativity come through. So what happens is we have a whole world of people who feel, me? I can't draw a straight line. Number one, you don't have to draw a straight line. You can be creative and have so much fun with art materials without knowing how to draw. And because you were probably, your development was cut off, that's why as an adult, we need to help you get your creativity reignited. And I have discovered that one of the best um, mediums to do this is alcohol inks. Now I've been into mixed media also I love mixed media. Um, the reason I think that alcohol links is such a great medium for reigniting because it's not it's it's kind of uncontrollable. I mean, you can control it also, but when you first start, you you like drip, you work on non-porous surfaces. Um, you can work on tiles, you can work on as a special plasticized paper called Upo paper or certain photographic papers, the backside works well. And then you you drip. You take that little bottle and you drip and it spreads and you watch. And I give I give offline classes and I do online classes all too. Online, I've kind of become a creativity coach where I'm helping people reignite through this medium. Offline, I give classes and I see how people, I would say 99.9% is women. I have very few men that are interested in it. I did go to once a um a senior center and then there was there were men and, and women there that were working with it. But mostly it's women that are interested in this. And, and as a as a straight guy, just let me chime in there. Those are the classes you want to go to, right? Uh, if you're a single guy, figure out how to get into hot yoga and apparently alcohol inks and you will be set. Anyway, so um, 
it's it's kind of like people that get into it they're like mesmerized people literally like <clears throat> they get so involved with it i like can't get them out like I'll, my classes will be for two hours but i literally can't i like i always allow it to go longer because people just can't stop and then i find people i have a student that told me she was an online and an offline student and she had a medical saga with one of her kids and she said she this helped her through it. She would just go down and work with the alcohol links. It's extremely relaxing. And um, there's something mesmerizing about it. Now, there well, is a I, way- you know, and I think it is. And this is something that I've been on a big kick on recently is um, play. And I think what makes life interesting is a movement between chaos and order. When you see these inks spread or you're, you're out of control of this, there's something interesting about watching that. But also when you're adding to it and you're putting your thoughts into it, you're kind of creating some order and you're creating an art piece together out of all this random chaos. It's really what play is all about for humans, young or old. And that's what makes it so mesmerizing is you're like, you don't know what's going to happen next. And we're so used to having everything ordered, everything in a box, knowing how it's going to turn out when we don't know, it's actually very interesting. It's great for perfectionists <laughs> because yeah. it, it it allows you to like, you have to give up control. You really have to give up control and then kind of it leads you instead of you leading it. Now, there are ways once you finish like playing with it and you've had your, you know, uh, your fill. I mean, like if you just know which colors to use and stay away from making muddy colors, you're set and you throw some gold in. You see this stuff being sold all over online. These like mm-hmm. beautiful wispy pieces. People have these large pieces hung in their living room, but you can, there are ways. I'm like on a lot of different groups and I'm constantly learning new different ways to have it more controlled. It depends on what, where people want to go with it because there's so many things to do with it. But that's really a very good point in terms of just giving up control giving up control. If people have a hard time with it, it's not going to work for them. Well, that's, uh, was going to be the first thing I was going to mention about adults. I think you did a great job of describing it with kids, but adults are the same way. We're so used to trying to be perfect or not doing anything that we're not going to be great at that. We don't take the time to go through that development process either of being bad at something first and being bad long enough at something to actually get good at it. Eventually. I think that stops a lot of people from being creative in, in any, medium. But I I love what you said about uh, them selling them online, because how much cooler is it to make your own artwork for your wall than to go out and spend, you know, a hundred or a thousand dollars on somebody else's artwork or tens of thousands of dollars when it could be your own. I think we miss so much of that. We think, oh, other people are good at this or that's not my thing. So rather than cook, I'll go order dinner or rather than create an art piece for the wall, I'll go buy one where I feel like it's much more fulfilling fun and just interesting in life to figure out how to make your own. Right. I read a book (coughs) when I first got into this, I was doing a lot of research on creativity. And one of the books I read was a a book called, um, I think it was Creative Confidence by two fellas. um, um, I don't remember it. But one of the things I think it was called Creative Confidence. And one of the one of the things they talked about was the creativity scars that people have. And and they talked about the way to get over this and to give people confidence is to give them small successes, small successes. So when you make something pretty with the right colors and add a little gold to it, that's like a small success and success leads to success. Yeah. And when you see that you're confident, when you see that you can do it, 
I have a I, I have been running for the number of years. I've been running like a small mixed media um, group in my basement. And for years ago, I, I, I met it as someone who was a friend of a friend. And I said, hey, you know, I'm going to be starting. And I had my art journal with me. I said, I'm going to be starting a class, like an art class. You're interested. She said, oh, me? I can't draw a straight line. My mother was a sculptress. She was the artist. So I pulled out my journal and I showed it to her. And it's a lot of mixed media is also a lot of messy looking this stamping and stenciling should oh me I, I could do that you know i think it's a good time in my life now this was a few years ago and then we got into alcoholings together and she moved out of the country and she told me she is taking oil painting lessons now so what this did was it kind of opened her up and it gave her the success and the feeling like i can do this i don't I, I like feel bad that art is just in the domain of artists. Yeah. That should be in the domain of everybody. And it's that's what I'm really trying to do to get people to get because it's so healing for, for you know, for depression and anxiety. It's it's really I was going to ask you more about that, because I think confidence is huge. When you learn something new, you realize you have the confidence to learn other things that are, are new. I think creativity and self-expression is really powerful. It gives you a medium and outlet that I think has great mental health. Uh, benefits as well as just the focus and the relaxation and quiet time, put on some good music and, and play with art is just relaxing for people in a way they don't normally get to, to relieve that stress. Have you found any other benefits or things, common things that people say after a session? I have, I have a, you know, a student who told me, she told her husband, it's cheaper than therapy. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. You know, because it kind of it, it just it lets you go into the flow. It like it's also there's also um, a tremendous benefit to using your hands. Another yeah. book that I read called The Creativity Cure. It was two doctors, a husband and wife doctor team. And the whole book was about how creativity cures all that ails you. And one of the things they talked about a lot was your handwork. So it's not only art, you know, gardening and stuff like that, or using tools, anything with your hands is just uh, being able to manipulate 3d space. So so much of our days these days are two dimensional and on flat screens and, and stuff that when you really get into to the 3D space and manipulating objects or even moving around outside, it has tremendous benefits for your brain. And and, put your phone down. Yeah, that too. Because I was reading about what technology has done to us. It's, you know, it's people are just busy on their phones a whole day and it's taken away our focus. It's taken away, it just makes more anxiety. You know, you go onto social media and just looking at what everybody else's perfect lives, which are really not that perfect. They just, you know, looks yeah, like curated. it. But um, it's so like if you could like put your phone down or just use your phone for music while you're, you know, while you're working, it's it just talks about decreased depression, decreased depression, people that use their hands, um, decreased depression, anxiety. I had seen a quote by this Deepak Chopra. Yeah. He had said that, um, uh, one minute, where did I even have that somewhere over here? One second, how you have that quote here was that he yeah, said awesome. 75% of people who improve their psychological state do not do it with a therapist, but by themselves. <laughs> and just using your hands and getting into it doesn't have to be alcohol links. I just I just use alcohol links as a side fake. It doesn't have to be for some people that just um, 
uh, you know, never did any art before. There are people that have it's not the most common medium, even though it's becoming more uh, more popular. That's why I actually start. That's what I have on my site on Creativity Reignited. I start people with a let's start with Sharpies. Sharpies are alcohol ink markers and you take Sharpies and you have some alcohol. You can make some beautiful things. So it's kind of. People have Sharpies. They may not know that alcohol ink markers are Sharpies or you could use other types also. So I start people that way. However, the interesting thing is that I was into alcohol inks for a while before I even learned that these markers can be used as well. So if somebody is in a is involved in a craft or another kind of art, you can still go and, you know, Download my free video and you start there. Grab that creativity reignited.com. And uh, yeah, there's the free video there on how to get started and lots of cool tips. You can reach out to Feggy Cobri is who we're talking to this week. And I wanted to get to know more about your journey too. So uh, did you find this uh, in school somewhere along the way? You mentioned you weren't really born artistic, but did you like go into a cubicle job and sell insurance and then be like, no, I have to start. Uh, expressing myself or was it always part of your journey? Okay. So I was, I always was creative. I was creative. I used to try to, I wasn't so bad at copying when I was a kid, and, but the only one that Same. used to tell me how great it was, was my mom. And I Same. just never, I also believed the myth that artists just kind of draw from their imagination, which is really not true. I recently saw an article somewhere where the old masters used to use some kind of tracing device where they would trace their main subjects. And then they went in and, you know, did all the painting and shading, which is, um, um, but I used, I was one of these people that I would be in a, an art supply store and I would just like salivate. I would feel like a drunk in a liquor store, but I never knew what to do with it. And so that's why I got a lot of my satisfaction when I was teaching. I was, I was an early childhood teacher and then a director and then a workshop leader. And I, I got a lot of satisfaction on getting kids to be able to be creative. It was almost like living vicariously through them, like they, them getting to do what I um, couldn't do. And then I, I stopped that to raise my kids um, and got six of them. <laughs> <laughs> so a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're all married except one of them. But um and um, I was also, I also spent 25 years as a high-end uh, portrait photographer, but that was like kind of on the side. That was- uh, Wow, that's fun. While I was raising my kids. But so what happened was I got interested in internet marketing and I <laughs> took a course and, you know, they say when you write, if you want to learn how to write, write what you know. So the I wanted to create something and they said, create what you know. And I knew art with kids. So I created, I started a website, I made some ebooks and I was into the art for kids. And then I needed to know how to market it. So I took a, a course on a marketing and and when I was talking to the, one of the coaches about my theories about why kids, why adults feel like they are so uncreative, where it comes from, she said, would you consider starting a website for adults um, to teach them where it came from? So I said, that's interesting. And I started doing uh, research and I was doing research and I kept coming across this mixed media, mixed media, mixed media. And I started taking books out of the library and then I started buying books. Then I started buying supplies, which anybody who's in the art 
area knows that that is a separate hobby. <laughs> there is doing the art and then there is buying the craft supplies. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's funny. and then I was just like totally hooked. And all of a sudden I was, had a place to put my, my deep yearnings that were inside and I, and I, they weren't coming out. And then through my, through my uh, research into mixed media, I came across a book um, on alcohol links called Pigments of Your Imagination. And that was nice. like, whoa, what is that? And I got that book. And that's really what started uh, that started my whole journey. And now I, I love that story. Along. I mean, so many great lessons in there. And I love that it's a discovery and evolution of playing with an idea and playing with something that you can build and and grow with. So my last question for you is what's on the fun bucket list? Where do you see this going? What would be a dream project for you if anybody's listening and could make it happen? Or you just want to put this out into the universe? What's what would be well, the most fun I've, for you? I've just become a creativity coach and I it was just I was giving courses um you know online and offline and I recently kind of coalesced is that the word kind of all came together I said I need to be a creativity coach I need to help people on this journey I will be using the medium of alcohol link because it's a great way to start just to break open people's inhibitions and feelings of inferiority and self-esteem. People can end up selling their work. They can end up learning how to give classes or they can just things to hang in their home or to gift or just for their own self-satisfaction. So this is really what my concentration is, is going to be going forward now and how I can help people um, with their creativity it's through the medium of alcohol links. But Feggy, the creativity coach. <laughs> I like it. Feggy Cobry, you can find her at creativityreignited.com. And are you ready to play a game? Sure. <laughs> All right. We are spinning our wheel of games. There are 10 games that it could land on. And you got survey says survey says it's pretty easy. We surveyed 100 people with a question. The top answers are on the board. If you get one of them on two out of our three questions, you win today. Feggy. What do I All win? Right. <laughs> um, we'll get it. We'll get there. Um, name a job. So dangerous. You wouldn't want it. Oh, um, construction, high rise. <laughs> yes. Number two answer is construction. Number one, police officer, firefighter, airplane pilot, and window washer. Uh, also up there, one of those high up Yeah, there. window washer. <laughs> All right. That's one for one. Question number two. After finally moving the couch for the first time in 10 years, name something you might find underneath it. It just happened. <laughs> a mousetrap, a glue mousetrap that had turned over and was stuck to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Well, that one's not on the card. It sounds a little specific, but uh, what do you think most people would say they would find? Oh, under the couch, um, a pair of socks. Clothes, clothes is uh, on there. That's number shoes, five. A shoe. Yeah, hopefully some money, some change, uh, dust monies, old food or toys, occasionally a remote control as well. All right. Last one. Name a public place where you see parents disciplining their children. On the subway system. I live in New York and sometimes you see people beating up their kids. I was just... <laughs> <laughs> we'll take that one. Number six. Um, store. The toy store? Um, park. <laughs> 
playground, uh, school, or a restaurant also on there. All right. Uh, you win and you win a free 30 second, uh, commercial. The podcast is now yours. Anything you can do to help us or we can do to help you. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Come join me on creativityreignited.com. You'll get a free uh, video. Um, and then I'll take you along in a journey with me. If you want to find me on Instagram and Facebook, I'm at creative alcohol linking. I haven't been that uh, active on there, but there's a lot of material, a lot of videos, a lot of pictures that you can go learn more about alcohol links. I love it. The link is in the show notes or description right below this, wherever you're watching or listening to this, don't forget to hit like, share it with somebody that you think needs to hear it. Uh, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And if you want to find more information about playful humans and how we can remind you and help you rediscover the power of play go to playfulhumans.com uh let's see you can take a playfulness quiz you can join a community you can have all kinds of fun there and remember if you can't be good be good at it that's what i always say we'll see you next time go play don't wait for tomorrow